a funny guy. <laughs> All right, guys, welcome back once again. It's the Organic Football Podcast. Here we are. It's Monday Night Football. We got games coming down to the wire. We got all kind of stuff going on. And, uh, you know, both of my co-hosts here are locked in a battle. So we're going to make sure to check in on that. And currently it is a 27-17 lead for the Jets on Monday Night Football. So we're definitely monitoring that. And, hey, uh, Rich, I'll check in over there, buddy. What's going down? And it uh, looks like you are currently in a battle with Brad. And you need 6.5 from Damian Harris. Is that what I'm looking at? I believe that is correct. And I believe I'm kind of SOL, at least on this drive. Um, I think that if they get closer, they may get an opportunity where he can break one here on the next drive. But I think they went with Rex Burkhead pretty predominantly. So hope, hoping they actually get their touchdown here. And then we move on to the next drive, hopefully, where they can utilize them a little bit. Yep, and there goes Burkhead. Okay. Uh, but yeah, anyway, yeah, we're, we're real tight. I mean, this is, this is what it's about, I guess. I, I'm about to be, I'm about to be on a six game losing streak. I've kind of like wondered to myself, am I on like some like strange documentary where you guys are just like the, the whole world has just like conspired to like put me on this drive to six straight losses. Like, Hey, how's your, how's your patience level sitting? <laughs> you, my friend have entered. The Twilight Zone. <laughs> That's why it's called the Organic Football Podcast. So if the uh, <laughs> fantasy stresses are a little bit too much, we'll kick back, smoke one, puff on a vape, you know, oh, eat yeah. a gummy, get after it, bro. I told you, I ate two chews. I have this vape stick right here. That's my happy little friend as we do this rodeo together and uh you know i always say it like i've said it like every fucking week but like you know i I still love my team i'm still putting up points i'm I'm third in the league in scoring in points so it's not like you know that's that's the kind of discrepancies you have to like you have to place those in your head too like if if you are scoring and and you're not winning that's kind of just out of your hands i mean you know you don't get to be third in scoring without scoring points so no doubt, bro. Brad, how you feeling over there, man? Is the stress level to a max, or is the venom extracts got you more in the chill zone, bro? Well, yeah, I mean, I do enough dabs in a day to keep my stress levels at an even kill. That is the whole reason I do so many dabs, is to keep my stress levels at an even kill. But I will, oh, I will say this, though. After, obviously, me and Rich's battle, we're both putting up 95-plus points. I do think we need to have a rule change next year, Mark. It is time for us to enact a different, uh, what do you call it, record keeping for games one. I think points need to be a variable. I, I did like that that little little thing we kind of discussed preseason. I think we should put it up for a vote at least. Hmm. I said, yeah, and you guys are talking about where it's actually two matchups per week. And then one is your head to head, and one is your top six scoring. Scoring and. Yeah, therefore, you know, you come out of the week one and one or, you know, 0 and 2 or 2 and 0. So I like that idea of two, bro. And the more games that go by, the more weeks that, you know, we see these crazy games coming down to the wire. And you guys are locked in one now. I've been in a bunch of battles this year, it seems like, that came down to Monday night. So I get it. I get the sentiment. I say you just say, fuck it, Mark. Executive order. Sign it in. Let everyone deal with it. <laughs> just start 
immediately. Fuck it, dude. I I propose I propose we have a vote, please. Let's just have a vote about it. Dude, do not even <laughs> say vote during this week, man. I'm sorry. I swear I'm sorry. to God. I apologize. Too soon. Too soon. Let's do some shit. Yeah. We're moving on. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to move on. We're still waiting uh, to move on. It's all good, guys. Yeah, uh, and real quick, I mean, we just checked in on that No Name Smithers versus the Vatican Assassins. Hell of a game coming down the wire here on Monday Night Football, and that's the whole reason we're kind of doing this podcast from uh, these time frames while we're live at the end of the game here, see how it all shakes out. So, uh, yeah, make sure everybody, guys, you know, you check us out on social media. It's going to be Instagram, Facebook. We're on all the pod platforms. Make sure to download, stream, check us out week in, week out. We're here for you with those fantasy nuggets, the juicy ones. And, guys, I get it. Some weeks you're busy. I mean, last week it was election. You know, you probably didn't have time to hit that download button. But uh, in between commercial breaks, just hit it. Even though you can't listen yeah, to it every so. week. We get it. You're busy. But just hit that button. It takes no time. Even if you click out of the app, it'll still, it'll still download while you're gone. Oh, 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 you're saying make sure you get back there and download that just, previous episode. Yeah, just get back oh. there and click it, you know? Oh, wow. At this that's, point, that's outside the box. I like that. Yeah. We have about 33 episodes of back catalog. So, I mean, if you're cool, just download all of them. Huh? I mean, do it on Wi Fi. <laughs> clicky, clicky. Yeah, yeah on Wi Fi. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it goes really quick. <laughs> you won't even notice it. Like, just click, 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 and bam. Tell your friends. All right, guys, we got some games to get into on a recap here. And, of course, we'll monitor the end of this uh, Patriots-Jets game here. But a big game I want to talk about, Brad, was what went down in Kansas City when Carolina came to town. And, uh, you know, I thought the, it was a great game on both sides. Uh came down to the wire, similar to this game. And, you know, Christian McCaffrey came back. That's a big news across the fantasy spectrum, bro. And, he picked up right where he left off, but unfortunately, I think he got took a little bit of a injury right at the end of the game. So, oh. what did you see in that game, bro? He picked up right where he left off. He's got another injury, so that's right where he left off. It's Christmas only comes one time a year, I guess, for these guys because they were so excited to get him back, and then bam, you see that shoulder at the end, and you're just like, shit, that sucks for all you guys. But I will say this: uh, that injury on KC defense did play a huge role. So. That being said, Christian McCaffrey kind of just did what he wanted to do. So I think that kind of kept him in the in the game. But KC is KC, and they can just they can score at will, man. It doesn't matter. They can just put up points. So it's kind of tough to contend with that. I think once KC or when KC's defense plays better, they're still a top team to compete with. But I do like the Panthers and think they're a, a good team moving forward. Yeah, the Panthers are three and six, but I mean they 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 play hard. I think I think that's yeah. what we we all kind of projected them as coming into the season, and and it's all kind of played out. They have good offensive pieces. They they play well. Um, they just you know I mean shit. They were in that game. They they played really well. I th- I thought I saw Christian McCaffrey was like a little dinged up like prior to that actual like end of game injury too. Didn't I see him like on the sideline kind of like stretching out his arm too? Like I, I thought I saw that. So. Again, it's one of those things where, like, it came like a couple of plays before. Honestly, I, I, I feel like he's going to be out at least a week, two weeks. Uh, I'll be surprised if it's if it's not an absence. It's going to happen. So, Mike Davis, yeah. you, you, that worked out for you. <laughs> I, I know there's probably some people out there who like dropped Mike Davis, but um, yeah. 
So if he's available, scoop him up. You know, there's going to be you know a certain percentage of leagues out there where he's available because the guy was oh, like, yeah. well, you know, McCaffrey's back and he cut ties. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So if he's available, that that guy, go ahead, pop him right up to the top because I, I think he comes in and he gives you that baseline of performance at least. Like he's not Christian McCaffrey, but he gives you he gives you some performance. Um, on the KC side, I did think um, interesting to see that Le'Veon Bell just not productive. You know. Yeah. He's there, but not productive, um, not getting a whole lot of run either. He just – I mean, we, we saw as much of Daryl Williams as we've seen before too. So just interesting to see that play out. And, and Dash, you know, he they weren't they weren't running the ball. I mean, man, they, they've they've been throwing a lot of trickeration out there. Like, so, you know, even at the goal line, that's what they like to do is still like kind of trick it up. But I do wonder if that's kind of like a season-long type setup to where things get a little colder outside and it's time to run the ball and they're worried a little more about that. You get a little more traditional and then start running the ball down their throat. But uh, we'll see how that plays out. I definitely agree with that, Rich. I do think down the road they're going to start running more. But they only ran the ball last week 12 times for 30 yards, which is astonishing. That's astonishing for an NFL team. And to come out victorious too. And Brad, I wanted to uh, commend you, bro, and I know I've talked a fair share of junk about your uh, trade for Nick Chubb, but you did acquire Tyreek Hill two weeks ago, and since you put him on your roster, bro, he has put up his two best games of the year, so that's looking like a nice deal right about now, bro. Yeah, I mean, I definitely thought it was a little bit more fair than it was, where it's paying out to be. Taylor just kind of started going downhill after that. He kind of tweaked his ankle. And then uh, Justin yeah. Jefferson and Dalvin Cook came back, and like I said, he, he don't like sharing pizza. So, <laughs> No doubt, bro. <laughs> yeah, guys, and, uh, on this uh, Monday night game, we just saw Joe Flacco. You know, this is kind of what everybody knew was going to happen eventually when it's Joe Flacco. He tried going deep, and it was picked off by the Patriots, and now the Patriots are driving down, hopefully with a chance to tie the game. We'll see. Mark, I did have one more note on that uh, mm. Carolina side. I was going to say that's a good pickup, too, of, of Curtis Samuel. So mm. um, I think that's a, a good waiver wire pickup for a lot of people out there, you know, other people's leagues. Um, yeah. He'll, he'll be available on their wire about 50% of the time. So go go pick that guy up. He's He's been their best wide receiver over the past three weeks, you know. Yeah, Curtis Samuel scored in three straight games. So he might be one of these guys that's just – is uh, catching fire in the back half and is going to make a difference. And they utilize him out of the backfield. Like when when McCaffrey's out, they're going to utilize him in the backfield a little bit too. So I like mm-hmm. that play. I like that play a lot. And then even when that shifts away and it's McCaffrey's back and like so like for you specifically, like you'll have mm-hmm. you'll have it kind of covered both ways. It's pretty nice actually. Oh, go homie, go! God damn, go! Oh, homie, go! <laughs> oh, what did he get? Like twenty yards on that run? Come on, twenty-one. <laughs> Checking in real quick, Rich. You are down by four point three as we speak. Uh, fuck, dude. <laughs> He's still on. At least they kept him on. That's what I keep saying. Like, why? Why go away? I don't get it. Oh, holding, coming back. Oh, he's hurt. He's hurt. He's hurt, dude. It's over. Holding and he's hurt. Oh, dude. He's like fucking down, too. Oh, 
that just watch a commercial break, Rich, and we just saw Damian Harris oh leading God. the Patriots on this drive, and uh, he's not getting off the turf. Uh, I don't know if it's a groin or a thigh injury, but he looks a little banged up at this point. Oh, he's out. Yeah, that's he's definitely out. There's no, there's no coming back from that. Wow, damn. That's my fucking luck this year. That's that's that in a fucking nutshell. Six weeks later. That just sucks. Yeah, brother. Those in-game injuries, man, are just enough to, uh, well, put you in a foul mood. I'll put it that it way. It sucks because you fucking feel like Belichick finally got it through his goddamn head where he's like, yeah, Harris is the better back. Let's just keep him on the field and go win this game. Jam it down their throats. Let's yeah, go. that's what he was doing. And then that sucks, man. You want to talk about the Giants in Washington, Rich? Yeah, that's a couple of good teams to make fun of. <laughs> All right, Rich, uh, let's check in on what happened in this. In Washington, the Giants came in, got a win, uh, surprisingly. You know, uh, their quarterback on the re- or the Washington side, uh, Kyle Allen, he took a nasty leg injury. Alex Smith came in and played pretty well, but could not quite deliver the victory. And, you know, this division is just such a train wreck. Uh, I don't know who's going to come out of it at this point. That's what I was kind of wondering. I had in my notes here, like, I, I want us to kind of, like, make a prediction out of this division. I, I didn't know if I would do it on the, uh, what game, but, uh, you know, yeah, l- let's do it here. Who, who do you guys think is going to win this division? I- I'm curious. <laughs> yeah. I think Washington has the best defense in the division, but uh-huh. I'm guessing Philly will probably come out in the end of the day, man. It's a politician's answer. Philly. Oh, of course. Uh, <laughs> great. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> no, um, yeah, I, I was kind of leaning towards Washington. I, I've been rooting for Alex Smith to get in there. He opened things up today, or today, Sunday, but uh, he looked pretty good to me. He He made some indecisive decisions that led him to interceptions but he looked pretty good man looked pretty productive so i like it for terry mclaurin's value uh for that for that guy's owners out there and i do think that's the team that's gonna come out of this division brad who do you think i gotta go with the eagles 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 yeah they're probably getting healthy right now too i saw their guard is coming back i forget what his name is but um they start getting their offensive line intact. They get Miles Sanders back. I think that mm, that bo- that bodes well for them. Yeah, there's a good chance if you said I got tickets to the Rattlers or I have tickets to the NFC East game, I'm like debating which one I'm going to. Man, <laughs> did you have that one queued up, man? That was good. No, I just thought of that. <laughs> And, of course, you're referring to the Arizona Rattlers, the Arena League football team out here in Arizona, which is, I don't know, they might be defunct at this point. I don't even know if they're still operating. But... Yeah, they won a championship. They've won several championships. Yeah, That's true. If you know the Arena League, you know about them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sweet. All right. I didn't know we were going to dip our toes into Arena League talk. That's pretty badass. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea we were going there. Right. Cross-marketing, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think their season probably begins right around when the NFL season ends. So just switch right. to an Arena League podcast. We got this. Wow. Unfortunately, this there's not as much money in the Arena League, and they did not have a season this year. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, due to Corona. <laughs> Brad, let's uh, talk about this next game, buddy. The Raiders and the Chargers. and. Chargers, once again, lose a nail-biter. They find a new way to lose in heartbreaking fashion for them, but 
The Raiders got it done and improved their record. I don't know. What did you see out of this game, bro? I just like the play of Derek Carr. I mean, you've seen it before. He's he's felt disrespected, and I thought him. And then also Booker. I thought Booker looked really nice. So for all you guys out there with Josh Jacob owners, I would get go get Devin Booker, man, because I'm telling you, Josh Jacobs is dinged up, and when he gets dinged up. Devin Booker. Devin Booker, sorry. Draining threes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, Devontae Booker. Yeah. yeah. That's who you're talking about. I know. I read Devin Booker being traded for the Suns, and he's on my mind. Did he get traded? No, no. Someone was saying if he gets traded, he was going to burn and loot something along those lines. There's rumors. There's rumors. of. Don't of trade Devin that Booker. guy. No. no. That'd be crazy. Dude, he's a top 10 talent. You put talents around that guy. Look at us, man. Look at look at us now. We, we're now we're dipping our toes in the NBA talk. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> you guys want to talk baseball? Damian Harris is over here walking to the locker room. So yeah, we might want to fucking. <laughs> oh man, I can't they? believe it. I was like, I started thinking to myself. I'm like, well, if this gets to overtime, and then he's just like feeling okay a little bit on the sideline, maybe he'll come back out again. But not not struggling, kind of gimping his way to the fucking locker room right now. It kind of just ends that. It's not the way you want to go out. Not like this. Not like this. Not like this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's the breaks in fantasy football, man. I I recall uh, last year getting knocked out of the playoffs after Elshon Jeffrey limped off the field after six plays. So. <laughs> only to watch Carson Wentz. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know which way's worse. Where it's like you're like start like getting the hope, and you're like, oh, okay, cool, and then he gets injured, or it's like right. just right out the gate, it's like done. You're like, just oh done. baby, okay. <laughs> I'll tell you the worst. I'll tell you what the worst is. Tell me the worst, Brad. Give me the worst championship <laughs> game. Your fucking best player in the fantasy football gets you point seven. Doesn't get injured, gets pulled from the game. I believe we can call that the Andrew Luck debacle. Yes. Yeah. Was that circa 2015, Brad? Yeah. I got out my voodoo dolls and I fucking cursed that motherfucker's career. I said, You will <laughs> never be fucking successful again. <laughs> now look at him. Hope it was worth it, buddy. <laughs> oh my God. It's <laughs> oh, hilarious. Brad, Brad retired Andrew Luck. I didn't I didn't even put the correlation together. Yeah. A couple quick chants and a lot of shit can happen. Wow. <laughs> a couple quick chants. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, how about uh I don't know, Brad, why don't you throw me a game? Why don't you throw me this uh Bears Titans game? I'll let you know what happened there, bro. Bears Titans game? Nah, that's too predictable. I'm gonna throw you Steelers Cowboys. Oh, you want me to recap the game I didn't watch? Oh, wait, no, no. How about Saints-Buccaneers? How about that? I know you watched that game. That's true. I did watch that game. And I can tell you what happened on Sunday Night Football, bro. Uh, that was a performance by the Buccaneers that I certainly was not expecting. The final score, 38-3, to and I got to tell you guys, it wasn't even that close. I mean, the Saints completely dominated this game front to back, beginning to end, and I was shocked because not only did Drew Brees and the combo of Drew Brees and Taysom Hill look good once again, but the Saints defense just locked up Tom Brady, locked up the Bucks offense. And, you know, Brady went out there and surprisingly, I mean, shockingly, had one of the worst games of his career. So three interceptions, no touchdowns, uh, finished with about two fantasy points. 
you know, unfortunately for the guy I was going up against, uh, Sorrow. And uh, I was just shocked to see that, Brad. What did you think, man? I, I couldn't believe they locked Brady up like that. Yeah, there were about three games that just went completely opposite from what I thought was going to happen, and this was definitely one mm-hmm. of them. No doubt. I do think that uh, bringing AB a, in was a big proponent why things didn't go right. There were a couple plays where AB was on the wrong page of Tom Brady, and I believe it was two interceptions got thrown because they were on the wrong page. And then the other two were obviously tip balls, and you know you can't really. That's just uh what happens in football. So, but uh, the Saints got after him. He looked uncomfortable the whole time. They could not get a run game going, and yeah, they just kicked their ass left and right. And you could see it in their faces. They were defeated all on every facet of the football. It was, dude, pure domination. Yeah. It was very, very, very surprising. He had some uh, – Tom Brady had some pretty sourpuss faces going on that whole night. Yes, he did. He wasn't feeling it, man. <laughs> I wonder about Bruce Arians and Byron Lefwich, the play calling there. Just I, I figured when they went into the locker room, even though it was, I believe, 31 to nothing at halftime, Rich, somewhere around there, it was a big yeah. lead for the Saints. and. I thought, you know, hey, the Patriots are going to make some adjustments. Or not the Patriots. The Buccaneers <laughs> are going to make some adjustments. And they're going to come out and may possibly make a game out of this thing. And that is not what happened, bro. I, Mark, I literally texted Brad. That I said, am I crazy to think that they could like kind of get back in this game? Because yeah. to me, I felt like there were some openings there. And they just had to make some adjustments. And I don't know if if, if Arians just kind of waved the white flag. Like, I wasn't ready for this, motherfucker. I'm out of here. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Bruce Arians just like, uh, we'll get him next time. Like, we'll see, we'll see you in the playoffs, maybe. <laughs> like, He's just like, whatever. At, at a certain point, he's not going to throw too much at it. You know what I mean? I just picture uh... – you know, Tom Brady being this, like, big dog walking down this alley. And, you know, he's like, this is my alley. And then this little yeah. wiry dog named Drew Brees comes around. He's like, my fucking alley, motherfucker, get out of here. And he's just like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? And he tucked tail and ran. And fucking it's still Drew Brees' fucking division, man. And Drew Brees looked really good yeah. uh, last night. I take back what I said about you, Brady. Really good. And then I thought it was interesting on the Tampa Bay side, five rush, five rushing attempts for Tampa That's Bay. what I was going with, bro. Yep. Five rushing attempts. Like, oh, my That's goodness. That's an NFL record for the least amount of rushing attempts, and one of those was a kneel down by who, Blaine Gabbert? <laughs> yeah, correct. And the other stat that I was going to throw at you guys, and this is what I was uh, searching for a second ago, was that uh, Tom Brady had never been swept in a season series you know, by a team in his division. So he just think back to all those years, what, 19, 20 years in the AFC East, and he never got swept by the Jets or the Dolphins or the Bills in his division, you know. Well, that, that kind of actually makes sense. I feel like if he was in the NFC South his whole career, that, that would not yeah. even be true. It's still surprising the amount of years to be able to do that and not get swept by an opponent. Yeah. I, I yeah, think that's crazy. I think that's yeah. crazy. Um, did you guys see the tweet from Marcus Lattimore? Mm-mm. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. Better luck next year. He he put up the stat line from the last three games of, of him up against uh, Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. Two targets, zero catches. Two targets, zero catches. Two targets, zero catches. Three games in a row. 
That's pretty insane, bro, because, you know, Mike Evans is, I guess he's having a little bit of a down year when you look at just his overall stats, but a little bit. I don't know, man. He just, he's just, Marshawn Lattimore is one of these guys who just has, you know, Mike he's Evans' number. Him. So he's just got yeah. him and he's in his head. <laughs> and even, I mean, there was a red zone attempt from Brady on fourth and goal that went yeah. to Evans, hit him right in the face mask. But, uh, you know, Lattimore kind of obstructed his uh, vision and, Next thing you know, he can't hang on to it. So, yeah, just something about that matchup, man, that does not play out well for Mike Evans, bro. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. He's in his head. I think <laughs> that's that's pretty crazy to me. Like, take it to a tweet like that and like, put that yeah. out there. Like, damn, dude, they don't like each other, bro. They do better not. better luck next year. Like, yeah, ooh, there's man. some bad blood. Oh, they could meet up in the playoffs. You never know. So, yeah, you could be eating yeah. those words, but. Oh. Maybe yeah, maybe that's a preview. Mike Evans might get his shot. <laughs> no doubt, bro. But yeah, the Saints came out victorious, and yeah, a lot of question marks on the Buck side. Uh, maybe you could chalk it up to a bad week and Antonio Brown trying to fit in. But I agree, Brad. I saw some throws where Tom Brady was purposely trying to get AB the ball, get him involved. He just stopped on some routes, and Brady was like, "Fucking go," you know. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if that if they can get on the same page as the season progresses here. But, yeah, let's uh, hit on that Pittsburgh-Dallas game, Brad. And, you know, I, I know you probably watched more of it than I did, but Ge- Garrett Gilbert came in for the Cowboys. Uh, fourth string, fifth string, tenth string. I don't know what you call this guy. Future Hall of Famer. Yeah, future Hall of Famer. And all of a sudden he had this Cowboys offense energized and, they played pretty well against this vaunted Pittsburgh defense for most of the game uh, until the end. Uh, Big Ben was able to connect with Eric Ebron and you know put the game away. But what did you see uh, from that game, bro? Fucking first off, I want to remind everyone. I think everyone kind of knows this, but these are NFL teams, so everyone yep. is they are good players on these squads. So you disrespect them long enough, they do get pretty pissed off and they want to win. So that being said, I do feel like this was a huge trap game for Pittsburgh. Lining up, I think everyone and their mother looked at this thing and said, oh, my God, Pittsburgh is going to kill them. They're 7-0. Mm-hmm. Dallas can't fucking stop anybody. Nobody. So fucking Connor's going to rush for 120 yards. Eh, wrong. Pittsburgh D is going to get two touchdowns. Eh, wrong. It's going to be a nail-biter to the end. Ding, ding, ding. Did not yeah. see that one coming. So, yeah, that was a crazy fucking game. But it just, I mean, Pittsburgh's the better team, obviously. They're lucky to be 8-0. But Dallas is just really bad right now. And Pittsburgh got enough shit together to be, the, I think it's their first 8-0 start. So, Wow, it's a big number, 8-0. I thought uh, some interesting little tidbits. I think Eric Ebron is kind of their red zone target. That's where they're going to take things when they get down in there. So if he's available, go pick up that guy. What was up with Connor in that game? Like he just he just couldn't get anywhere. They they were just getting blown up. That line was getting blown up yeah. too. I was seeing. Yeah. So like I I just haven't seen that. It, it, no effort basically. So I think they'll correct it. I think Tom will fucking. Well, they also they got down fifteen points, so they the game script changed. So they started throwing the ball in. So. Well, yeah, and they well they they cranked it up too. I, I think that offense is capable of doing both kind of types of offenses. Really grind it out, hand the ball off, and the other type of offense where you just fucking, um, you know, you can air it out a little bit. Yeah, and they can even uh, not play defense for three and a half quarters, and still actually play yeah. together and still win the game. Yeah, they're that talented. Yeah. <laughs> 
No doubt, man. And I mean, you know, Dallas is at their fourth string quarterback, like we said. So he came out and played well. We'll see if he can keep it going for the you know, remainder of the season here because the Cowboys were surprisingly quiet at the trade deadline. Uh, I think we were all in the back of our minds kind of predicting that uh, Dallas could make a move for a quarterback. They did not elect to do that, and they have Garrett Gilbert and Cooper Rush on the roster. So we'll see how that plays out. Gilbert looked okay, I thought. I thought he looked pretty decent. He made he made a few pretty good throws. I thought looked a I lot agree. better than Ben DiNucci. So, um, I I do think they're close either this week or the next week to getting um, geez, what's his name back? Andy Dalton. What's his name? They'll get Andy Dalton. Good old what's his name? The Red <laughs> Rifle. Uh, he's back. He'll he'll be back. So I, I think they're gonna they're gonna improve. I think this is a team that can at least you know. Because of the division they're in, they can they can perform. They can they can have decent enough stats. I mean, I, I wouldn't be afraid to to be in, involved with Zeke anymore. Like I think after this week, I was kind of like, okay, they settled into like at least using him too, and that was with him dinged up. Mm-hmm. So I think I think I think if he gets healthy this week, you know, Zeke could be Zeke could be looking a little bit nicer as we as we come into the back half of the season. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I was thinking that they're actually kind of like moving towards like not really timeshare but more of a i don't know like a 30 60 so i see them pollard you know he's getting great touches and being very effective when they give him the ball so i see them as you know not giving zeke as much of a 25 30 you know workhorse maybe 20 carries and then pollard gets 10 so i think you know, he could still be more productive with those 20 carries, but just something to be looked out for. And if uh, mm. Pollard is available for some reason, uh, if you're a Zeke guy, I would definitely recommend that handcuff because he is capable of producing if Zeke was to go down. And that Richard always mentioned that there are some handcuffs that could actually fill the shoes, and there's some that can't. I do think he's one that can. Uh, let's transition, Brad, to this Seahawks and Bills game, which is a – Really good game. Josh Allen uh, came out of his funk, and, you know, he started producing like he was earlier in the season. I think he had four total touchdowns in that game. And, you know, the Bills, they got it done, man. They beat the Seahawks. I think Buffalo's 7-2 and two at this point, so they're having a hell of a year. And, you know, Russ, I mean, Russ did what Russ does a little bit. A little bit of some bad interceptions, you know, that I saw from Russ this week, so... So bad decision-making there, but, you know, he still had the Seahawks right in that game for most of it. Yeah, he forced that one in the end zone. He thought he could just lob it in there, and he didn't see that guy that guy playing spy coverage and just nab it out of the air. But uh, the one thing I was really surprised with, I, I'm not surprised Josh Allen did well. He's a great quarterback, got held down for four weeks, so not surprising that he did well. Uh, Seahawks defense is atrocious, so – you know, that that's kind of natural to think that the one thing that really did surprise me was the Bills defense kept Russ in check. They had him pressured. They didn't let him get out of the pocket. They didn't let him throw on the run. I mean, shit, he had to throw that thing sideways just to get out of there. So that that's what I really took from that game. Uh, it's kind of what I thought the Bills defense would be start of the season. And I don't know. Sometimes these really good defenses, you know, Pittsburgh came in to play Dallas. It's like these really good teams are like, nah. Let's go get them. You know, they just get all this extra energy. So it was surprising to me. I thought Seahawks were going to win. Not necessarily like pancake them or anything, but I definitely didn't think the Bills D would stop. See, I mean, they put up 34 points. So it wasn't like stopping them. But if you watch the game, that's not what it, 
what it showed. They got some junk points at the end. They did get up, uh, give up a nice DK, rust to DK, meaningless touchdown with 151 on the clock to get it to that score. I don't know if I don't know if everybody is aware of that one. Yeah, that six yard pass. What was that? About ten points right there? Maybe eleven? Six points yeah, about ten point seven. Ten ten point seven. So 10. meaningless, totally meaningless DK touchdown at the mm-hmm. end of that game. Garbage time will get you, man. Oof. Ouchie. I mean Tyreek had that one at the end of the game too. Yeah. I feel like the DK one was was a little more of a burner. Yeah. The thing that really pissed me off is because obviously we like the Cardinals is Seattle lost one, man. <laughs> they lost the one to the yeah. Bills. They, Arizona had their chance and they didn't she get it. One. So there's your segue, Mark. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, let's get into it. I mean, the Dolphins came into the desert and they beat these Cardinals despite, you know, Kyler Murray had a once again a great fantasy game and a great game all around, except for that uh, sack fumble for a touchdown in the first quarter. You know, it's crazy how plays like that can come back to haunt you because the, after that, this was such a back-and-forth game. But that defensive score for Miami early on really made a difference. Uh, what did you see, Rich? I had that in my notes that that was the most pivotal pivotal play of the game. Did he make that field goal? Looks like New England pulls out the win, huh? New England wins. Game over. Brad wins. Yeah, uh, yeah in the in the Arizona game, that was the most pivotal play. You know, Kyler gives up that freaking defensive touchdown to Miami. Uh, it was a tough one, man. And then, you know, late in the game, I I felt like that third and one call was was garbage, really, Brad. Like, I don't know if you saw that, but yeah, that that was garbage. I didn't like the call. I mean, I get I get it too that you know, kind of uh, Cliff Kingsbury's like kind of working his way into like better play calling. I think um, understanding to utilize what we have. You know, Kyler Murray is is the ultimate weapon right now. We got one yard to get. I think we can put the ball in his hands and let him make a decision out there, some sort of decision making process, and have him pick up the pick up one yard and and to me go for it on fourth down. Don't go for that field goal from forty nine yards out. Forty nine yards is a is a real field goal, man. That's that's like that's you're not expected to just make it. It, it it's missed at a at a pretty decent percentage. Yeah, honestly, when he kicked that, I thought it was closer to thirty eight. So when it dropped out of the air, I was like, how does a 38-yarder just drop out of nowhere? But you say 49, yeah. that makes a lot more sense. But, you, I mean, you you got to get under it for, I mean, to get to travel 45-plus, you got to get under it. So Most people will say, like, like a kicker's got to make that. I mean, that's what he's paid to do. Oh, yeah. But, receiver's yeah. got to catch the ball, but, you know. It doesn't always happen. Yeah, you could take it out of you could take Cliff Kingsbury. You could take it out of play and go make a, a fourth and one play. Go get a touchdown. Let's go get a touchdown. And win this game, not try to kick a forty-nine yard field goal and tie it. But yeah, um, this is organic. Um, I just want to talk about this because we talked about different ways and people catching the ball and this and that. Tony Gonzalez yeah. was talking about this like I think it was like two weeks ago uh, uh, before the game started. And he talked about how when he was playing, he would catch balls from a right-handed thrown quarterback and a left-handed quarterback. And he says it was much easier to catch a ball from a right-handed quarterback because the ball spins into your hands when you're catching it. But when it's a left, it's spinning away. So you go to grab it, and it's like it's it's literally like you have to grab it. 
So he said he'd much rather catch a ball from a right-handed quarterback. And I never thought about the trajectory of the ball with how easy it would be for a guy to catch it or not. I thought that was kind of interesting. That is interesting, dude. And you think about the, uh, like you said, the trajectory and then the ball spinning out of your hands from a lefty. Uh, Versus I can spinning see that, in huh? towards your hands and just sticking. Yeah, that's actually interesting. And you know, the, some of the tight spirals these guys throw, That's uh, I never thought about that. It's cool. Wouldn't it, like, conversely then, like, work to the advantage on the other side of the field then kind of thing? Like, wouldn't it be, like, uh, a side of the field would, like, kind of be, like, a little bit better almost? Yeah, I think so. You know what I mean? Like, depending on, like, if you're lining up as the X or the Y or whatever. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Okay. Did Did you guys talk about that Zane Gonzalez field goal yet? Yeah. The, the missed field goal? Yeah, yeah just missed, lost there. Let's qualify, mean, yeah. let's qualify what it is, a missed field goal. <laughs> Speaking of missed field goals, I will say this, though, Mark. I did watch that game, and Chase Edmonds is not the answer. They are missing Kenyon Drake big time. I'm telling you, they have Kenyon Drake in that game. They win. So, Oh, uh, I see what you're saying. Okay, I thought you were correlating Chase Edmonds to kicking field goals. No, but you're saying that, yeah, yeah. they would have gone for it on fourth and one, or they would have. You want to get on a swing pattern? Get a nice, nice like five yards running, so he can you know shift and make moves. Yeah. He isn't that guy that can just run between the tackles. And they asked him to do that, and I think it was apparent that he couldn't. Don't get me wrong; he definitely has a position when Kenyon Drake comes back, and he may have value as a flex two three guy. But as a starter, I thought this was a game that he could totally take as his own and possibly mm. take a fifty fifty split going forward. I'll say, Brad, though, like it, um, it did just open up a lot for Kyler Murray. I mean, Kyler Murray rushed for over 100 yards in the game. Well, that's Kyler Murray. Well, I understand. I, I am just saying, like, you know, like a lot of that projection just went away because Kyler Murray took off with his feet, which is going to happen. I mean, that'll happen in this backfield. He's got, mm-hmm. he's got about eight, eight rushing touchdowns, something like that, nine rushing touchdowns. So he's, he's killing it with his feet. So, um, I think he's the number one quarterback in fantasy. He's he's tearing it up, dude. <laughs> Kyler Murray's badass right now. Um, let's talk about the wide receivers. D Hop had a struggle. Christian mm-hmm. Kirk seems to be on the uptick. Um, I, I think you could see that in certain games. Certain games depends on what the coverage is going to be looking like. That's what it is with these number one wide receivers. Is sometimes sometimes they are just going to really truly focus in here. And here he had uh, Xavier Howard from Miami. These corners are really good. They have Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. Those guys are freaking really good corners, so they can do what they want defensively. This is a really good defense for Miami. So with that being said, for the Cardinals to put up 31 points and really like, you know, you don't have that turnover. Um, you come down at the end of the game and get seven instead of getting nothing. Like we could have put up 40 in this game and that's actually a really good defense on the other side. So that's encouraging, but you know, I, I just wish they would have pulled out a, a victory. Encouragement. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I see what you're saying though, Brad, about Chase Edmonds. I mean, What's you know he's one of these guys where it's like he's so, shown so many flashes the last couple of years that it's easy to get excited about, but he's a smaller guy, and then the game plan goes for him to run between the tackles, and you know things don't work out so great. But it's also one game, so 
we'll see if that changes uh, or if uh, Cliff Kingsbury finds a different way to utilize him. But I just feel like he'd be more productive with Kenny Drake back, you know? Like mm-hmm. I could see that too, man. It's more of a dual threat then. Yeah, people don't know what to expect, and they catch him off guard, and that's when he finds those pockets and, you know, busts those 20-plus yards runs. Yeah, he did not excel as the focal point of the run game for sure, man. Yeah. And Miami's run defense isn't all that to write home about. So, like you said, you're kind of expecting a bigger deal from Chase Edmonds, and it just didn't pan out that way. But Hey, man, I got James Conner, so shit happens. <laughs> no doubt, bro. All right, guys. Well, looks like it's about that time, uh, Brad. Go-go! <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and move that Bears-Titans game to the one-hitters. Not so much to talk about in that game anyway. So. Let's smoke some weed. Let's do an intermission. So, <laughs> let's smoke some weed. And, uh, yeah, let's fucking it. kick back, smoke one, munch on something, you know. Whatever you got to do to get your cannabis fixed to uh, chill out as this uh, Fantasy Football Week 9 comes to a close here on Monday night, you know. Good girl. Go ahead and do that. That's what we're gonna do. So, I mean, if Hell we're yeah. if we're being honest, Mark, I gotta tell you, mine's Halloween candy right now. Snickers and Twix, man, fucking love that shit. There's a lot of leftovers around my house too. When it comes to Halloween candy, you just got nowhere to look, man. Yeah, we didn't have one twi- trick or treater, so uh, <laughs> we got a lot of candy. Yeah, the same thing happened to us, and we actually put the bowl out with the note, you know. I think we said, please take two, usually. Normal Halloween, you say, take one, but we're like, okay, there's not going to be that many people. Please take two, you know, any trick-or-treater, help yourself. And uh, I don't know, I don't think anybody touched the bowl the entire time we were gone, so. Yeah, I started throwing out in the major street like confetti, just trying to give it away. <laughs> Caused a major accident, I had to run. Didn't want to stick around for that news. That I got news. three musketeers. <laughs> No, no embrace for three musketeers. <laughs> They're like, just throw it. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite candy, Rich? More of a fruity kind of candy guy. Like, uh... Mike Knight. Uh, Skittles, maybe? Oh, Skittles, Skittles is a classic. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I usually go for the, uh, the wild berry Skittles, the purple pack. But, I mean, for me, it's the, the sour patch is usually what I'll reach for. First they're sour, then they're sweet. Mm, that's some good stuff, bro. I both, like those. both have great marketing campaigns and commercials. <laughs> yes, yes. This is true. <laughs> and we have mentioned them on our show now. So look at that. Make a little tie in. Effective uh, hey, advertisement done- works. Yeah. We, we could be good advertisers. Um, have you guys ever taken two Starburst oh. and put it and then smushed a Skittle in the middle and made it like a little candy sandwich? I've done two. I I've done two Starbursts together, never with the Skittle yeah. in the middle. I'm like, dude, Skittle I want to get like you know a pink and red, mm. mix it up, and like add it like taffy. Gives you a little crunch because there's that shell in there. That's next level, bro. I'm gonna have to try <laughs> that out, man. The, temp- like that. the tempura Starburst. I like it. It's like a little crunch. <laughs> fucking pro. Fucking pro tip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You can make a lot of flavor combinations that way, man. You know, you got uh-huh. two of the same Starburst, you know, maybe a couple That's cherries. Look at him nod his head. Cherry. He's like, dude, I've done them all. Mm-hmm. He's like, I've done <laughs> them all, man. I know how many there are. There's lots. Of- 
There's lots of combos. <laughs> Little Starburst Fando, bro. I like that. Yeah, yeah. yellow <laughs> with strawberry and cherry. And you can do so you make the yellow is good. Yellow and orange when it's the original Starburst, you're always like, eh. Yeah. Eh. That's how you make them good. Get you some Skittles and stuff them in the middle. Get you an orange. Get you an orange uh, Starburst, a yellow Starburst, and a uh, dark red uh, Skittles. And okay. smush that fucker, and that'll be delicious. Dude, I like the orange Starburst, man. You give me orange all day. That's weird. No, <laughs> nobody likes the orange Starburst, dude. dude. That's why they... Oh, I'll eat orange all they day. They came out with a pack that's just called like Flavor Reds or something, and it's just, red, just all the red ones because it's like <laughs> cherry, strawberry. Those are the good ones. Oh, for like, sure. We know you like these ones. Yeah. <laughs> so you're telling me you walk in a doctor's office and you're sitting there for like 30 minutes waiting on an appointment, and there's a big bowl of fucking Starburst there, and all it is is orange and yellows. You ain't gonna go Ooh. pick any up. I'd, I'd reach for yellow first, but I wouldn't be happy. You go for yellow over yeah. orange? You're fucking insane. I'd be like, who ate all the fucking red ones? This is bullshit. <laughs> this is a dick move. <laughs> Dude, it's like a burst of vitamin C when you uh, eat it, man. It's delicious. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really into the oranges. Yeah, I'll eat a yellow. Yeah, you guys are stoned as fuck. You're grabbing handfuls. You liars. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if if somebody had some freaking orange Starburst right now, I'd probably have an orange Starburst, yeah. Rich, like, goes down the hall to the vending machine, buys a pack of Skittles, like, I got it made. <laughs> I did have four to ten little Halloween packs of uh, Sour Patch Kids before we came on, so. You're such a heifer. <laughs> a heifer? He called you a heifer. Clueless. It's a clueless response. You guys don't know it? I had, like, two... <laughs> Two, two licorice things. This, this, this. I am such a heifer. She ate, she like ate nothing. She had like <laughs> two popcorn kernels. <laughs> the fuck? All right, I'm gonna send you the video of this shit. Just because you're like he called okay. you a heifer. I'm like, dude, it's a line from a movie. Calm down. <laughs> uh, probably wouldn't be the worst thing you ever called me, Brad. But uh, all right, I feel you. This is <laughs> you're still upset about the ovaries, aren't you? <laughs> I've let it go. Yeah, he is. It's no. on there. It's on his mind. <laughs> hey, you can call the bag of dicks and come come talk to me. Oh, who called you a bag of dicks? Uh, oh, me and Jay oh, were trading with them. Yeah, bag of dicks. Oh, he said it about my Mr. players. Bag of dicks. You call my players yeah. a bag of dicks. I take that personally. We're like family. It's like man. calling you a bag of dicks. Yeah, yeah, I mean, these guys are over my house. I mean, yeah. we, I can stand for that we shit. break bread, dude. Oh, that's good times. Hey, a couple of things real quick. Now that we're just kind of bullshitting in the intermission here. Pete Carroll, real quick, I missed it when we were talking about it. Pete Carroll, he goes, he goes, I, I didn't think they'd throw so much. Did you see that in his press conference afterwards? <laughs> no. I didn't think they'd throw so much. He's like, hey, Pete, like, what the fuck? What exactly the fuck did you think they're going to do? You know you have one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. Ever, yeah, almost ever. Like, you guys suck on your pass defense. What are we talking about? I didn't think they'd throw so much. Last game, <laughs> Buffalo, like, had their only rush, like, good rush attack. So, like, yeah. maybe, maybe Peter only watches, like, one week prior. And he saw, it's like, damn, they ran the ball pretty well. I'm they I think we're all nice. Okay, yeah, cool. I think I got a gear for that. I think Josh <laughs> Allen looks like shit, and uh, I don't need to worry about him. No, I was just going to say that. I was thinking the exact same thing as you guys, though, uh, about that Dolphins-Cardinals game. Like, after you've seen the Seahawks lose, you're like, oh, yeah, 
Cardinals got to get this game, dude. But it didn't work out that way, man. So that kind of adds to the sting a little bit, man. I know, man. I could have I could have walked out this week feeling real happy if the Cardinals would have got that victory because we would have been in first place. It would have been so nice, dude. I mean, this is what it is. Uh, you know, I had a little stat for you guys. Uh, you know, Tom Brady got outscored by Taysom Hill this week. Oh, dude, I don't know, man. I, I felt rough for Sorrow. I actually texted Sorrow today something and haven't heard yeah. back yet, man. So I think he's uh... – <laughs> I don't think he wanted to talk about it, man, because that was a – I know that he was expecting, you know, at least a decent amount of points for Tom Brady, obviously, after the run he's been on. And he, Brady just came out and had literally one of his worst games of his career. So Yeah, I've, I've never seen anything like that. It was wild. Uh, another quick little stat for you, a little comparison. Do you guys know uh, – do you know the name Jake Jake Luton? Luton? <laughs> yeah, I've heard of him now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he uh, he out he outscored Lamar Jackson this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> this this is fantasy. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, and it, it's it's not even just fantasy. It's the you know the predictions with the games. Uh, who's gonna come out, man? I mean, like you said, Brad, every week, man, especially this time of the season, you can't take any team for granted, bro. And you got Jake Luton going out there, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I got eight points between Connor and Pittsburgh D playing Dallas. Like, yeah, it's not what you expect. I expected you getting thirty off that. Oh, twenty for sure. Like at least ten. And 10. I yeah, I was yeah, like, I thought thirty. Yeah, the craziest thing about this whole fantasy thing is the whirlwind of emotions that happen, and you think you're good. You put all this research in, and fucking injuries. Guys don't play. Coaches don't even use the players you have, which. Rich, who was that guy like fucking traded for? You remember who he was on Seattle? Fucking, it was like 28 carries, three touchdowns, 200 yards, and then literally never had another carry. I traded for him. He wasn't injured. He just never got another carry again. You know his name. I see you laughing. I don't remember his name, to but be honest fuck. with you. I really but, like, don't. literally. I, I like, think he was an Indy. I think he was an Indy, not Seattle. Oh, Indy. But whatever. Like, he Indy. had to hit on, like, the coach's wife or something because, like, he had a great game and <laughs> then was just benched and no explanation, no nothing. He was just, like, off the team. So, like, fantasy, like, this shit happens and we sign up for this. Like, what is wrong with us? We pay money to feel like this. Like, it's just not right. Well, well, the highs are high and the lows are low, man. I mean, that's what it comes down to, really. That's why we signed up for it, yeah. chasing that high. You know what? I, earlier today, I kind Damn of thought to rodeo. myself, like, like, here's the deal. Like, I've been in the situation of losing later in the season or earlier in the season, but only one guy gets to ultimately really feel happy at the end of the year. Like, you might make some money or whatever back, but, like, there's only one dude in a 12-person league that really walks out each year and goes – I'm that guy. So, like, for this season, myself personally, I had other different goals in mind. Like, you know, I, I'll i be open and honest. Like, I, I've put a lot of effort just into watching a lot of shit and, and being prepared for what we do here. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say it's it's been a lack of focus for my team. I'm, I'm a team that's in third place in points in our league. So, like, you know, that's that's just all it is what it is there. But um I have I have bigger, broader goals here. I want to do that and you know, I had little little tidbits that I would 
appreciate this year if they happen in our league. Like, I wouldn't mind it if one of you two dudes won the championship. That'd be pretty fucking cool, I think. And yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, and then you know, there's there's a there's another end of the spectrum that might be in play that might be pretty interesting as well. Uh, you know, the tippy top of it or the other bottom end of the that rock bottom. That might be interesting as well. So I, I think that'll be something to look forward to here coming up as well. So we'll see. <laughs> well, I will say this, Rich, and, you know, you're a former champion just like myself. And, Brad, you know, you've had a lot of close calls over the years, but something feels different about your squad this year to me, bro. I, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it, but it's looking pretty stacked. It's DK. Looking pretty raunchy, man. You put your finger on it. It's DK. He's huge. You can't miss him. Well, I mean, dude, it's not just DK though. I mean, I I will I will say like if we if if we can spend a moment like evaluate some rosters, like I would say your your roster stands out, Brad. Like it's it it is it is set apart right now. You have you have dialed up the roster that is it is set apart from the rest of the league. Just that tier one, you are the tier one team, and then everybody else comes back down in that tier two type teams. Yeah, I'm I'm going to be trying not to be too humble here, but I do think that's the case. But uh, injuries can happen. I mean, tons of shit can happen. So while I do feel I've put myself in a driver's seat to try and win a championship finally, uh, we'll see. Shit happens, man. If I lose a running back, I yeah. mean, I, if Chubb goes down or, I mean, I'm running out Connor, it gets me two fucking points against a shitty defense. Cam Akers or fucking... That's your one that's your one like area of just a little diminished depth but like to have Chubb in your starting position going forward um and then like be picking from the rest for your starters like dude like and and you're mostly past your buys is what I've noticed about your roster is so that like you're like you're prepared to just you're in it for the long haul now this is pretty much your roster that you can roll out and Jesus Christ, I mean, uh, I don't know if everybody's aware of your roster up and down. Should we should we list it off for them? Since it's so magical and majestic. It is nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jesus, like I've, I was up against it this week. I'm like, I, I know, like I have a good team and I just know, like, man, this is a terrible timing to be up against the best team in our league because I have a good team. I know I can compete and I clearly did compete, but you know, Brad's Brad's roster is stacked, man. It, it kicks ass. Honestly, I felt like I had somewhat of an off week too. I mean, it, I had a good week, but there were some guys that really yeah. truly underperformed. So I feel like, I feel like I can put up almost one ten every week. So if I don't, that feels like not really an underperformance, but that's why you kind of shoot for where normally I'm shooting for 95, hundred. So I do have bigger goals this year. I would say I would say if we're gonna if we want to give out a little a little bit of the information here, but I I think I think Sarap has kind of like set himself as as the top of that next tier. Like if we were gonna go back down, and like that's a, that's a, when you have Dalvin Cook driving your roster. Yeah, that's uh... this year that separates you a little bit. That's that's one of those type of players that you have on there that kind of like steps you right up. Like you you know week to week you've got this like all out stud who can <laughs> who can drop forty on you real quick. Yeah, and that's not the thing. The other thing about that is they're just going to hand it to him. He's like mm-hmm. in the best scenario where usage-wise. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. But he does have some uh, Minnesota guys that tie him up, and his back half receivers are kind of hit or miss kind of guys. So, like, he can score yeah. 70 or 130, you know? 
And then I th- I think there's and then I think there's like kind of like a whole a whole bunch of good good rosters in that in that area. You know, Sorrow has a good roster. Chris has a good roster. I think Eddie has a good roster, really, when it comes down to it. I think you know Zach's roster underperforms on a, on a certain given week, but on the other other weeks it can it can perform. There's there's those type of rosters too, where where they have the ability to put up like a big spike week, where they could put up like one twenty five on you, but it doesn't necessarily always happen. But yeah, I had Zach. Zach did that to me. Wait. Zach gave me a. I think he gave me a one thirty spot. And he put up 52 this week, you know? Yeah, he put up 52 this week, exactly. But that's why, like, I really think this proponent of that rule is, I mean, here are the scores of our league. 75 defeated 52. 98 defeated 85. 78 defeated 52. 109 defeated 88, a decent match there. 80 defeated 57. And then 99 defeated 95. So, Rich, if you played pretty much like half the other league, you would have came away with the win. So it's like one of those things where, well, like, you put up points and it's almost like a forgotten thing when it comes to next week. So and I think besides, like, the equity factor of it, I think it's also a little bit, like, kind of cool because it's just, like, this other kind of, like, little matchup thing going on too. So you're you're it almost engages you throughout to Monday night almost no matter what because there's so much more action going on that's relevant to you. Even if it's not your individual matchup, you kind of like are a lot of times going to be like forced into like being really tuned into the action all the way through that Monday night. It's just kind of a, you know, you see what I'm saying with that? Well, no, I totally agree. You said that and it kind of like flagged something in my head because it comes to like mid second round games that I'm, I like, you're like, Oh, I can't believe this. I'm like, Oh shit. I haven't even looked at your score yet, Rich. I've been like so invested in mine while in the early going, I haven't even looked at anyone else's team. Yeah. So if it is yeah. where I'm competing against everyone, I would be more inclined to look at their team, find out what's going on and be more, you know, involved. So I kind of, that's interesting. You say that sold. I think the engagement factor goes up when you, when you do it this way is what I'm kind of saying. Yeah. And especially if like, let's say you're like 10 points out, you you've lost your game because you've lost by 40. But if you score ten points, you'll get a different win. Yeah, you have something else to look at as the rest of it goes on. If somebody else, somebody's blowing up, scoring one fifty on you, and you're just like, "Holy shit!" Like, <laughs> there's no chance I'm winning this thing. But like, oh, I, I could score a hundred, and then that puts me in the run, and then gets me that other victory. Right. <laughs> oh, guys. Well, shit. Let's uh, wrap it up right there and get into some one hitters. Uh, and then we got a Thursday night preview before we get on out of here. So first one of these one hitters I want to get to is uh, Houston and Jacksonville. I mean, we just mentioned Jake Luton uh, briefly. Uh, one thing I saw come out of there, Rich, David Johnson got concussed, and that opened the door for Duke Johnson. Yep, Dukey. Dukey's back in the mix. Look out for him next week. I think he should be on the radar for the waivers. Seemed like David Johnson got pretty rocked on that play from what I saw. So I, I might suspect that he might miss a week, Duke Johnson. But, you know, you might have to play it quick and, and get to it on the waiver wire first. Play it prospectively. But Duke Johnson, he also, interestingly enough, they will be playing Cleveland next week. I believe that's what's on the schedule, or maybe it's the following week. But if you can get that, that's the little revenge matchup. You know how he feels about Cleveland, so that might be pretty nice. Sweet, guys. And the next game was the Lions and the Vikings. And, Brad, I mean, Dalvin Cook, We, I know me and Rich both had him in our kind buds, and he uh, came out and performed once again back-to-back weeks. 
And I think he came out with the top score of the weekend uh, two weeks in a row now. I kind of felt like he underperformed, you know. Yeah. He didn't get his 45, you know. Like, I don't know. That's kind of weird. <laughs> I was expecting a monster game. He only got, like, what, 200 yards and two touches? Jesus. Expecting a little more from you, buddy. Dalvin Cook is now on Christian McCaffrey's pace from 2019, uh, a season I'm sure you remember fondly, Rich. So that's <laughs> that's the type of uh, year that Dalvin Cook is having. And he's missed one game with injury and already had his bye week. And the numbers he's putting up are just insane. Yeah, it's, it's wild. That's that's what I was getting at. It's like, yeah, like when you had that's a set apart player where if you have him on your roster, you almost you're you're in every matchup you ever have. Almost you, mm-hmm. you feel like almost invincible a little bit it, it's it's wild like that just separates you like you're not supposed to be getting that's that's high-end quarterback figures out of your running back mm-hmm. so it's just wild um oh one little note i had for you guys i gotta i gotta give you this one real quick before i forget you know that the eagles have a better chance to win their division than the steelers than, than the Pittsburgh Steelers. I saw that. You saw that one, huh? Yeah. yeah. It's like 79, <laughs> like 73.8. Yeah. <laughs> what? That one just made my head explode, dude. How does that make <laughs> any sense? <laughs> All right, yeah. guys. Uh, on the uh, Ravens and the Colts, you know, this game, I saw the end where Phillip Rivers, he seemed to disagree with a – crucial interception that Baltimore came away with. At least he came out after the game. He was saying that. Yeah, he was, he was adamant. I mean, I think he's going to get in trouble a little bit for what he was, the way he was phrasing it was like, you guys are fucking bozos, but like, (laughs) well, gosh, darn it. (laughs) Did you guys see the play? No, I didn't. He catches the ball. Like basically does catch the ball. His feet, like he's like backpedaling as he's catching it. And then like hits down and they've knocked the ball out right mm. like so like he's he's caught the ball and they were trying to say that he didn't catch the ball but like to me he he, he went through three back pedals while the ball was in his hands that's that's what they are defining as a catch mm. now so that's that is the fine line and that's what philip rivers was like no nah, like i think we all know what's a catch and what's not a catch and that wasn't a catch i i, I suggest you take a look at it i i think this is what's good about it is that we've defined exactly where a catch is and where a catch is not at this point i feel like it's i feel like it's gotten to a point where we're like really close to where we all understand and get the gist Yes, catch, <laughs> which is good. That's good for the NFL because I think it was frustrating for like quite a few years for a lot of fans, like being like, "Dude, <laughs> come on, let's get this yeah. catch thing figured out." <laughs> <You know>? uh-huh. <laughs> I want to know when my guy catches the fucking ball. <laughs> Calvin Johnson upset at a lot of things. Another game, guys, on the one hitters. Pack it up, Denver and Atlanta, and. You know, this game is kind of interesting. The Falcons look to be getting a little bit back on track. But, you know, if you could describe, Brad, Todd Gurley's season in one word, what would it be? Consistent. I would say hesitant. Dude, he's getting he's getting you numbers, man. Hey, you know you know how we have that little saying like uh, "titty baby." I've heard that one. Yeah, Todd Todd Gurley is a TD baby. He is he, baby. All he, gets, all he gets is TDs, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he is a monster with the touchdowns, but I mean, forty six yards in a touchdown. What did you pay for him? Uh, Why are you gonna get man? 
for the number four running back. That's what he said. He's only like, dude. He's he's on his way, man. He's on his way to, to an MVP. Like, gotta, we're gonna, dude. We're gonna have to ring that fucking bell so so many times. Oh, Mark, you just fucking no. come out all bare chested yes. one episode, beating your chest like Donkey no. Kong. You know, like I fucking called <laughs> this shit. Oh yeah! No, I'm not ready to do that, dude. No. dude yeah, you are. I watch him. He's every like six weekend. touchdowns away from you doing that, man. Let's see what he does, man. <laughs> yes, he falls into the end zone and he gains 46 yards on 22 carries. I don't know. 80 yards and a touchdown is good if you get every single week, man. Two TDs. He, lo- he loves his TDs. TD baby. He's a TD baby. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, you know, one other thing I saw on the Denver side while we're talking about that game, uh, just because I was watching Noah Fant, he got injured. He went out of the game. He came back in the game. And then the other tight end they have, uh, Albert O, we'll call him. Albert O, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he came down with a a torn ACL, man. So he's out. Yeah. Yeah, it's rough, man. It sucks. A lot of injuries in Denver. Yeah, I mean, they. I mean, imagine where this team would be if there's where they're supposed to be with like Cortland Sutton out there mm-hmm. and this tight end back in play where they're starting to utilize him too. And it was like this offense was starting to cook. And, and Von Miller on defense, he would help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This team, Dude, their is wide receiver, Jerry Judy, Patrick, Hamler, Sutton with Fant as your tight yeah. end. That's that's nice. And that other tight end. They had done well to get pieces there. Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay in the backfield. It was, it's well prepared for what you need to be as an offense. It's it's nice pieces and and Drew Locke as as we've talked about, he impresses really. Like, you know, week to week. I mean, you know, a lot of this stuff is coming against some soft defenses when they're a little bit behind. Um, so let's see it when it's in a tougher game. But I, I just see the throws. The throw the mm-hmm. throws themselves have to be there still, and and he's he's hitting some dimes. So. I liked your luck. Yeah, and like you said, Mark, I do think Atlanta's starting to get their shit together. So mm. it seems like it, don't it? Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's so much of a pushover. It doesn't seem like their defense can play, but uh it does seem like their offense is getting in gear. I think both these teams are up and coming teams for the back half of the season. I agree, man. And the Vikings with Dalvin Cook carrying them, man, I would watch out for them too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. something I don't know. Something yeah. tells me that's just it can't last. They do have a tough schedule. They do have a tough schedule. That's kind of the reason why I moved on from Justin Jefferson, even though I think he's a very high talent, like a mini Randy Moss or so. But I do think, though, that, like, everyone sees that Dalvin Cook is just fucking running for 200 fucking yards. And they're like, you know what? They're going to just start putting eight, nine in the box. And that's going to leave Kirk Cousins to, to burn him. And he can, but he also he can also make a lot of mistakes. So I do think that while it's working out right now, it it can't just work out like this forever. Dalvin Cook can't get 200 yards every fucking game. All right, guys. Well, last game on these one-hitters is the Bears and the Titans. They're four-hitters. Yeah, we can keep this nice and quick. Uh, The Bears, well, their offense sucks. Their defense is good. And Matt Nagy, uh, clearly the Foles and Nagy connection is not – uh well, it's not very fruitful at this point. And is it time? I was getting some text messages this weekend, guys. Put Trubisky back in the game. Well, he's injured. I mean, that was the thing. He's he's not there now. His shoulders fucked up. Uh, so you know, uh, 
I think it is time. That's that's what I would I, I would think because, like you've said, Nick Foles is an absolute statue. I think that's the best way to describe it. Is he can't move. He's nope. stuck in the mud, man. He can't. He can't go anywhere. Blip, 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 blip. He starts running <laughs> as treading water, man. He's not moving. That didn't help their case. Uh, that Montgomery got hurt. Yeah, concussion protocol for Montgomery. I, I think that's a that's a wicked backfield to figure out if you want to be looking waiver wire there. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't really suggest getting involved there. To 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 be honest, it could go any way. They could call up Lamar Miller. Uh, you know, they got Ryan Nall, they got Cordero Patterson, which actually he looked pretty interesting to be honest out there. I don't know if he could be every down, but I think the ball would fly out of his hands at some point. If he had the ball 15 times in a game, I think he'd fumble. Mark, Mark's a big proponent of, uh, giving the rock to Cordell on third down and one. Are you? Yes. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> actually, uh. I wrote Matt Nagy a letter and suggested that before the season. I said, give your wide receiver uh, inside handoffs on third down multiple times every game. Like every third and one we get. Yeah. Throw your wide receiver in the backfield. It makes sense. It all makes sense when you don't think about it. All right, guys. Well, Rich, do we got any waivers that we didn't hit on already? And then we got this Thursday night preview before we get on out of here, buddy. I mean, I got a shit ton of waivers, but I'll fucking go through it quick because we've been long tonight. I don't know if we saw it. If you want to take a look, Kalen Balaj got a look in, in the Chargers game. Looked pretty nice. That's that's the guy I was interested in if he ever had his chance in Miami. He looked pretty nice, though. He looked pretty nice with the Chargers. Um, Gus Edwards might be still available out there. Looks like Mark Ingram's thing is kind of looking, looking like it might linger. We talked about Duke Johnson. Brad, you got any running backs? I don't think. They, oh, Gallman, Wayne Gallman. If Freeman's still going to be out, he might. You might be able to take a look there. Uh, no, he pretty much carried them all. Wide receivers: Gabe Davis. That guy keeps Gabriel Davis in Buffalo. That guy keeps performing, man. He's and they throw the ball. They throw the rock there a lot. They they base a lot of their offense out of throwing the ball. So I like him a lot. Oh, did you see? Um, you see who was playing for the Ravens or got activated for the Ravens? Des Bryant. I don't know if he was out there. Des Bryant. Mm. And then promptly he went back to the practice squad this week. Hmm. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. I do like Patrick. If, he, if Patrick's not out there, he's Patrick. a big, big, big talent. Patrick. And I'm a proponent of getting wide receivers that are big. So go get him. I like him. I like another guy, um, Rashard Higgins. I almost picked him up this week because I still had a spot. He was on a bye, so I almost picked him up in Cleveland. He's pretty nice. And then um, I think Zacchaeus, uh, if Ridley's going to have a lingered absence, I think he could be a, he could be a good guy there. I think it's Zacchaeus or Zacchaeus or something like that. Yeah, he caught a bomb. I want to call him Zacharias yeah. for some reason. Maybe Zacharias, I don't know. Jerry Judy, DJ Chark, those Chark, guys. Are- might be out there, yeah. CeeDee Lamb, possibly, if he's out there. People dropped him, lost their confidence. If Dallas starts ticking up, you never know. Seems like Nelson Aguilar is still uh, catching balls right now. So he's he's definitely a worthwhile pickup. Yeah, that's good. And uh, Christian Kirk, I picked him up. If uh, he's in... (laughs) In your league, go get him. Brad, Brad's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, just, just the guy on my bench, uh, Christian Kirk, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I picked him up I picked him up a week ago. That was a good pickup, man. I, I told you, yeah, I, I didn't necessarily want to totally not invest in the Cardinals' offense. I felt like it was a good offense. but So I felt like there was, there was good strategies in the Cardinals' offense to, to – to capitalize on i thought I, I don't know if you guys told i remember i gave you that tidbit about max williams did you see he was back 
Yeah, I was like, I started thinking about that rich that you mentioned, Max Williams. And I don't think, honestly, like he got that touchdown, but he's not like a fantasy player or anything. But I, I think his effect on like the running of the football is is vast. You can see like what it does for that that side of the ball. Well, that's why they were able to slip him out is because they thought it was a total run play and they were disguised oh, yeah. it. And then they slipped him out and it was wide ass open. Yeah. Um, but some playable tight ends. Um, you might want to look into Irv Smith. I mean, he's not getting a lot of targets, but... He's getting them red zone targets, so Irv Smith might be kind of decent. Um, working off of Dalvin Cook's play action is pretty nice, I think. Um, Jordan Reed might be available. Uh, I know other leagues, Mark was, Mark was smart and didn't really do it, but Austin Hooper might be available because um, he's been out a couple weeks, so check in on that situation. Oh, and Jason Hill. Jason Hill. <laughs> Guy go. scores touchdowns, man. I don't know. Or he throws them or he runs them. What if, like, he actually became the quarterback if Drew Brees got hurt and they rolled him out like a wildcat, like, half the time? Dude, Brad, you just mentioned, like, last week, quarterback by committee, your brilliant idea, and the Saints are, like, starting to employ it as we speak. I know. Think about it. I know. I was thinking about that. You could have a quarterback as a tight end. He'd be a tight end designation. Dude, literally, Brad, they're they're pulling Drew Brees on third down like a lot. Yeah, dude. It's crazy. You and Sean Payton are on the same page, bro. Well, he follows my Twitter yeah. account, so that makes sense. <laughs> that's that's a good comparison. You're you're Sean Payton. If, if, I maybe I'm not I don't know. Well, Belichick's having a bad year too. Belichick's having a bad year, I'm having a bad year. Maybe I'm like Belichick, you're like Sean Payton. That that's a good one. I dig that. I like that comparison. I dig that. <laughs> I'm like Matt Nagy. My life sucks. <laughs> He's Matt Nagy. It's, oh God. Everything I try turns to shit. Oh, uh, yeah, I send an extra $5 to whoever beats Chris. It's like a little bounty I have. I just give it to him. So that makes a lot of sense why I'm champagne. We should put some bounties out there. I'll, I'll put a little bounty on Chris, too. Bounty. Chris, anybody takes down Chris in a given week, they get five bucks from Brad, five bucks from Rich. Dude, make your money, guys. Make money, money. Take oh, Chris down, sure. money. Well, I got you know, I like to throw my two cents in on the waivers with my streamer defense of the week. Yeah. Go out and get them, guys. The Green Bay Packers. They are facing the Jaguars in Green Bay in week 10. So. You know, why not? Yeah. Can Jake Luton really back that game up and hang with Aaron Rodgers? Of course not. So the Packers should stop. It's in Green Bay. It's in Green Bay. Oh yeah, get the hell out of here. Yeah, this could be a this could be a stomper game. I think they'll um yeah, I think Luton falls back to earth. That's a that's a nice pick, man. I like that. You can go get the Packers. Packers are probably pretty pretty available out there too. I would think so, yeah. All right, guys. Uh well that's it. It's Thursday night preview is all we got left and that game is the Colts traveling to Tennessee to play the Titans. And what could, you know, determine some uh, playoff scenarios with these two teams? Uh, I'm wondering, I mean, the Titans to me look like a rock solid team most weeks. I know they had that loss to the Bengals, but yeah, I would expect uh, Tennessee to win this game. And, you know, maybe this is a week that Phillip Rivers starts to look, you know, eh, one of those ducks, you know, fluttering through the air, Brad, gets picked off for a pick six. I just think uh, it seems to be around this time of year when you don't have the arm, you don't have the strength you have enough adrenaline to get you to this point and then everything kind of wears down. So it kind of seems like the real teams start to shine and the teams that are just kind of doing well 
kind of fall fall out. And I do feel like Indy's that team because they're running attack. They have three good running backs, but not one is great. And they just their quarterback play is so bad. And I think because of that they their defense hasn't been playing that well. So as a whole, I really feel like their whole team has just not performed that well. And I feel like Tennessee hasn't really hit their full stride yet. So once they start cooking, they'll be a really hard to stop. So I do think it'll be a close game, but I do think Tennessee will prevail. Man, I'll be honest. I um, I didn't prepare for this game. <laughs> Just make some shit up. I saw the commercial like while we were watching the Monday night game, and I was like, oh, yeah. That's that that's that game on Thursday night. That's right. <laughs> that's all I prepare every week, man. I just watch a few commercials and pop out here. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, so off the top of my head though, like no, I think um the thing Brad was saying about that running back committee there in Indy, um, I wonder if like that's where teams do themselves a little bit of disservice is just not having that continuity when you get into these like grinder games uh-huh. where you can like really kind of trick it up with the defense and say, Okay, yeah, you, you don't know what look is coming when I do this. Um, I, I think that's where, like, you know, I mean, I would have liked to have seen Jordan, or Jordan, I combine their names, Jonathan Taylor really solidify himself as the number one back there. I mean, it's unfortunate he's had like a little dinged up injury and a fumble, yeah. but, you know, um, if he solidifies himself and he's the guy getting 20 carries and really just taking it to him, then look at what this battle is. Both of these running offenses would get going. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird. I think Indy's, Indy's offensive line has underperformed a little bit this year for like how talented that group is. It's, it's kind of weird. And I do think moving forward, they're going to have to lean on that run committee because Phillip Rivers is, I don't know what you want to call him. The duck thrower? I, I don't know. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Duck Hands. <laughs> Would that be funny if his trading card was him, like in a duck hunting hat and everything, just like like Indy on the front? I was like, yeah, I'm Philip Rivers. Ah, He's like, gosh, I think I'm gonna go have make another baby. <laughs> I think. What do you guys think? I'm predicting maybe a low scoring game. Both these defenses, the Titans, I think, are starting to step up. The Colts have been pretty good all year. Uh, maybe a little over underplay on this game on the under rich. Yeah, we'll see where we get to. I haven't had enough. I haven't had enough thought processes, but I don't know. The Titans' third down defense has been suspect all year, so I kind of think that's where that's where Philip Rivers kind of like actually like somehow thrives. You know what I mean? He's just like manages to make those third down happens already. So, so that kind of matchup plays into the Colts' hands a little bit. I don't necessarily like the road teams usually in those games, so I'll lean towards the Titans. Maybe I'll lean towards the over just slightly. What did you say the over was? I don't know. <laughs> I was like, how are you leaning towards it? I don't fucking know. I'm going to say 52 and a half. Don't put me on the spot. All right, here, I'll look it up for you. Give me a moment. Uh, Tennessee minus two and over-under is 47 and a half. Oh, Jesus. I was going to say it's 47. 27 to 20. That's crazy. 27 to 20. 27. Yeah, I'm getting 49 on my site or just a site. A site that I look at from time to time. I'm going to say under. I'm going to say like 16 to 10 in this game. I don't know. Ooh. i got a weird feeling about it. That's, that's oh. ugly under. Yeah. Wow. Nasty. I don't even want to watch this game with you guys then. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, I was just thinking that. I was like, I don't even know why I want to watch that game. Because that's not going to be defensive. That's just me like poor off. Sloppy. Yeah. Uh, the Colts defense is good. I like the Colts defense. I get where you're going with this. I mean, the Titans do have good defensive players. They just seem to 
allow a lot of offense to happen. I would say that about the Colts. Oh, I mean, get this in that Bears game, not to bring it up again, but the Bears out the Bears outgained the Titans by like 130 yards. It was such a miserable game to watch. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess you know, the Bears made a little bit of a game of it at the end, but you just knew and turnovers. deep down they were going to be able to pull it off. And well, the, take take out those turnovers, Mark. Take out the Montgomery turnover. Yeah. Uh, take out take out the Anthony Miller turnover. That one was the fucking really tough one. Um, these those turnovers out the game. I mean, it's a different story. They gave up, they gave gave up yards all day. I mean, Nick Foles, like for for what it's worth, if he has a pocket, he can throw the ball. I mean, it's even if they would have somehow won, it's just false hope, man. I see what this team is. They're not. I don't even think they're making the playoffs at this point. They've lost three straight. You know, after their amazing little start there, they're now five and four, and the real Bears are showing through, man. This is what it is. So, Mark, when your Bears are losing, are you a glutton for punishment? Do you watch the whole game? Do you, do you like, just shut it off and be like, fuck it, I'm taking a nap? <laughs> I might get to that point. <laughs> we'll see. It's all good. And like you said, Rich, uh, we'll be watching this game, however it plays out Thursday night. And that is the Colts and the Titans. So make sure to look for the pod to drop on Friday. And we'll keep everybody up to date as, uh, as we look ahead to week 10 already in this uh, 2020 season. So catch us then on the Organic Football Podcast. We love you. Diva!